Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Good day and welcome listeners to another episode of the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast. Today, we are very um, excited to have Arjun back online with us. Arjun, welcome. Hi, thank you Stephen. Yeah, and also the last episode we talked about Manchester United with Uday. And today we will move on to another team, which is uh, Chelsea FC with uh, our fellow Chelsea fan, uh, Albert. Albert, welcome to the channel. Hello, hello everyone. Thank you, Stephen, for having me, and Arjun as well. Albert, maybe hello. you can do a, a give a self introduction of where you are now, what you are studying, where you are studying, and what team you support, stuff like that. Since oh, when? that much. I'm currently in Taiwan doing sociology, and yep, I've been Chelsea fan since I'm, I was like I don't know five years old, I guess. Yep. Since you were five years old. Wow. I, I think so. I mean, I mean, like I got into Chelsea the first time when I played. I don't know, was it FIFA or something? I, for, I forgot the exact year, but it was on GBA. And that's that's the first time that I got like um, interested and known what Chelsea well, were is. You, were you influenced by your father or you just... No, no. In... No one in my family oh. watches football, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a similar situation to me then. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, so, you also play FIFA huh, when you settle? Uh, no, I said like nobody else watches football in my family except me. Ah, then you what? Oh, okay, okay. Then how did you start up with supporting MU? Um, I was reading. I, I used to read sports news on the newspaper, or uh-huh. in primary school. So I used, uh, you know, of course, uh, it being the uh, MU's glory days, I used to see a lot of news about MU, um, winning and about Ronaldo, about Ferguson, and that's who a lot of my uh, classmates would talk about also. So that's how I got interested in them. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, um. Uh, okay, so um, Albert, thank you for joining us today. Um, so let us, uh, without further ado, let us start today's uh, discussion. Today's discussion, discussion will be uh, focusing on Chelsea. Uh, right. So Albert, fresh off the the FA Cup victory over Luton Town, what do you think about Chelsea this season so far? So far, I think it's kind of a disaster. It's a, it's a disaster, I feel like, you know, sitting oh, it is a disaster. Nine or eight in the Premier League. I don't think it's a really good result for a team that spends so much money over the transfer window. Mm-hmm. It's something that we really need to look into and Lamps really have to get his tactics going on. You know, there's no, I don't see a lot of changes in his tactics. You know, it's kind of like the same thing, like playing FIFA, you just try to pass the ball to the corner and just try to cross it in and, and get a header in. I've been seeing that for a lot of games and I don't think that's working. He really needs to get something else. Like like what happened in Luton today, I think it's a pretty good sign that you got mm-hmm. players trying to move the ball into the box and try to score goals. I think there's a positive mm-hmm. side, but overall, I don't think we're doing too good. Mm. Okay, so in terms of tactic-wise, what is the difference between last season and this season that 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 you know it, it became stale or you know or Lamps is using the Lampard uh, Frank Lampard is using the same tactic as he used last season, which was successful, which he f- managed to finish in the top four with the tactic tactic and use it again this season. Oh, that's a good question. Is it because of that? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, but to, to be honest, I don't remember a lot from what happened last season. But to be fair, last season, I think Lamb was doing a very good job. I mean, with the transfer window, transfer ban, and he got a lot. The only players that he has is, is those young players. And I think he played really well, played them really well and got us a uh, fourth place. But I don't know what's going on in this season, to be honest. I just really don't know what happened. Just like Thiago Silva said as well, when someone asked him, like, what's going on at that Chelsea like someone like his experience even can give us give us an an answer of what's going on exactly, but to be honest, I don't think there's a lot of changes in the tactics. I think it's pretty much the same lineup. Yeah, only um, with William going out, I think. So I don't really know what's going on right now. But I feel like the players are kind of there. I feel like the players have something on their mind. You know, they're giving a lot of possession away, giving the ball away, and to, in in losing to get today as well. I think it gave us some possession as well. So I don't think, I don't know, man. I think it's like the problems all over the player as well, lumps as well, and then really need to get it going. I think from the uh, outside viewpoint, um, comparing last season to this season specifically, there are a few things I have uh, noticed the difference. First is that uh, Lampard was forced to play youngsters last season. So um, a lot of the youngsters he played, for example, like Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, they have played together, uh, coming up the ranks at Chelsea. So they really understand each other very well. And uh, the other part of it is the expectations, which was very low last season because of the transfer ban. So I think these youngsters were able to just play freely without any burden, with no expectations. And that resulted in some of the best football Chelsea played last season. Comparing to this season, of course, having spent the money, um, it was... Uh, the expectations are very high nowadays when you spend a lot of money. Uh, people expect uh, signings to gel straight away, to fit into the team straight away, which I think Lampard is struggling to find his uh, best starting lineup, the players who can play best with each other. So that's what I feel is the main difference between last season and this season. Yeah, I do agree with you, with how Mount and Tammy Abraham are doing right now. Yeah. And just to add on to that, I also like uh, read uh, an article somewhere. I can't remember who specifically said this, but they say that uh, Lampard is also under pressure this season to play his big money signings because he needs to prove that uh, they were worth the money and uh, that they will do well. Whereas uh, some people are just saying that he might be better off in terms of results by reverting uh, more back to his trusted youngsters who did the job for him last season. All right. I think that's an interesting point as well, but I, I just don't know like who actually made these decisions to sign all these players. Is it the director or Lam itself, you know, give a list and tell the director like, hey, we need all these players and they need to play or something like that. So I don't know if where the pressure is really coming from. Is it coming from Lam itself or the, play, the, the pressure to play these players are coming from the board or someone else? If I'm making any sense. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, what I just said uh, compared last season and this is an expectation is a big factor, like, And especially last season, uh, it was Lampard's first season in Chelsea and being a hometown uh, uh club legend and a new uh young upcoming coach. I think the expectation was much lower compared to this season. When you had the success of last season, and coupled that up with the amount of money that he spent over the summer. Uh, the, expect the expectation for Chelsea this season was to challenge for the title. Yeah, that's true. And uh, they were yeah, able as title challengers early in the season. 
Yes, yes, true. Mm. Yeah, so speaking about uh, big money signing and and the, the signing needing to gel straight away into the team, we will start out with the goalkeeper first. Lah. Um, firstly is uh, Edward Man- Mandy. I, 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 I think that he is one of the, 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 the example or is uh, one of the signing that number one, big money, and number two, he managed to gel in quite swiftly. Yes. Uh, yeah, Albert, what do you think about that? Do you think that, you know, uh, Chelsea has finally solved their goalkeeper problem since the Kepa days, you know? And today, All right. I think the, Luton, <laughs> the, 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 the Luton Town game, uh, Kepa made another mistake, if I'm not mistaken. Right, yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, there was a period of time where Mendy was quite solid or very solid instead, uh, such that there was a statistic comparing him with, you know, Kepa, you know, needing uh, mm-hmm. yeah, a certain amount of clean sheet over how many games, whereas Mandy achieved the same amount number of clean sheet over uh, this uh, period of games. Yeah. But recently, we see that, you know, mistake or goals are starting to get conceded by Mendy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that, you know? Like... Well, I think... Uh, I think Mendy is quite an upgrade, but I don't think it's the upgrade that we're looking for. Like, given like how, I don't know, inconsistent that he has been over the past few games, I think I've seen some mistakes as well or some um, inconsistency in his goalkeeping. But still, I think he's doing a better job than Kepa. Like, just what's, what happened at Luton just now, Kepa almost gave up a goal, and I think that was a pretty basic goalkeeping skill that he should be able to do or something like that. But I still think like we need someone with more experience or someone better than Mandy to really keep those clean sheets. But I don't. But in other sense, the defender has to play their part as well. You know, with Thiago Silva and probably Zuma and Rudiger, the defense isn't that solid as well. So I think the defense will probably need some look into as well. It's not only the goalkeeper's problem, I think. But mm. I think Mandy is quite okay comparing to other signings, big money signings like Werner or mm. probably Hakim or someone else. Yeah, so, so Mandy, Mandy probably is one of the best signings. The... Probably one of the best signings. Yeah. Well, yeah, he is one of the better big money signings over the, over the yes, summer. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, so, so Mandy is now not on the level of like Alisson or Edison. Because uh, looking at Mandy's age, he's actually not young. He's 28 years old this year. Yep. Go, going into 29, 29 years old in March. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so, so, uh, he's, he, he's no, no longer the, what I call, call the promising or the young, talented goalkeeper that, that we thought yeah, he is. Uh, he, he should be like, you know, on the peak of his power, uh, you know, peak of his footballing career right now. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to be fair, he got really uh, highly praised by Neuer, like on the very mm-hmm. beginning of the season, like, uh, crediting him as world-class goalkeeper. Mm. Yeah, but I don't think he really live up to that game based on the past performance. They conceded some goals that are kind of like uh, basic yeah. in my in my own opinion, that is. Well, what you have seen so far is not enough to justify that. Let's get their things going. Uh, yeah, I think right. to be fair also, um, if Chelsea's transfer strategy uh, has worked to an extent where uh, individually, the players are exactly what they need. For example, the left back Chilwell, 
uh, goalkeeper Mendy is what they needed. They needed a striker up front in Werner. They needed a creator like Havertz. But together, the team hasn't worked. But I feel individually, it was actually a pretty good signing. Like on Thiago Silva at centre-back, uh, they needed a leader at the back. But maybe the communication within the team, they have not really uh, taken to each other very well yet. Yeah, that's true. I think that this is where Lampard's manager skills actually comes in and really uh, challenge him to think about if he's, if he's really able to make this player blend into his tactics and all that. So I think it's a challenge to Lampard as well. But I don't know if the fans are willing to give him that much time to sort of things out or get things going or have a lot of experiments to really figure out like what are the best tactics or the strategy for all these players to mingle together and play really as a team and make every single um, footballer ability work out. And that's something that I, I don't know. Maybe the, the board has to think about or the fans really needs to think about. Do we really have to give, do we really need Lump experiment thing right now or do we need him to go and hire someone with more experience that are able to adapt or make these players uh, have their ability unleashed or something like that. Oh, so this brings about another interesting point where uh, I recently saw Mourinho uh, quoted that uh, any uh, a top football player will be able to play in any system under any coach and will be able to carry out instructions uh, and operate well and play well in any system. So using if that is uh, if that theory is to be believed, then. Uh, all these superstar signings that Chelsea have should be able to fit into Lampard's system? Or is it uh, better for the manager to actually use a system that utilizes these players better? Yeah, but I still think like if football is a team team sport, you know, even if like there is one world-class footballer that really could adapt to any situation that is put in, but how about the others, you know? Are they able, are they be, are they able to cooperate or are they, are they be able to meet the demands of all the coaches' requests and all that. So I don't know. I don't think like an, an individual is going to be significant enough to um, affect the whole whole team since football is a team team sport. So I don't think... Mm, I think that's I really... Think, I think, yes, the best player go around different system or go around different clubs can do perform well. For example, Cristiano Ronaldo or Luis Suarez, uh, they are all performing well in each of their clubs, even though they you know, transfer around frequently. But then again, there's another point such that the team that they transfer to would play around them or alter the system according yeah, to... True. Because they are the star player of that team. Yes, that's fair enough. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like, like yeah, if, yeah. if Liverpool were to buy Ronaldo, you, you know, we have to like change our system a little bit to, 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 to mm-hmm. suit Ronaldo's style of play because he is the star player and he is the number seven of the team. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So, so what, what Mourinho said makes sense. Lah. But, but again, that is, that is true to a certain group of players. Yeah. Maybe not, maybe not, you know, the rest of the players. Yeah, and this group maybe is just the 5% of the total uh, uh, soccer population lah, or the football population. Lah. Yeah. All right, uh, Albert. I want to ask you about the the, the defense of the team. Then I will talk about the defense. You take some blame of Chelsea's recent struggle and also the the goals considered recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, at a, at uh, during the earlier episode of this podcast, we actually uh brought in 
two of Chelsea's defender in our team of the season, uh, which which are uh, Ben Chilwell and Thiago Silva. All we right. feel that these two, me, you know, Arjun and I feel that these two signing really improved Chelsea's defense back then, mm-hmm. especially Thiago Silva. You know, when he signed, I thought that he was just a uh, so-called the, 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 the you know the backup player, the the, the Ragnar yes, Klavan yes. of Liverpool a few seasons ago, where if there is any injury to the first choice centre back, then he will play. But he has really come in and took lead of the defense and really how does it provide a leadership at the back line. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Well, um, at the very beginning, I was surprised as well. You know, especially that he began his debut as captain of the team, mm. and he gave up. And he literally considered a goal on that game, and everyone was. Um, scolding about him, a lot of criticism has thrown in just based on that debut, and people are going to think like, "Oh, where, why are we selling Thiago Silva? He, he should he should be benched and all that. He's kind of old and all that." And it's a good it's a good thing to see that he's been performing so far. And another reason that I've heard that they decided to to pair up um, Silva with Zuma is because Zuma's no French, and Thiago Silva no French, so they could communicate well and trying to give out the defense more orders or trying to reorganize the defense line, which is something that, um, which is something that I believe the debut that Silva could not really do because he was captain and he, couldn't, he literally could not communicate well with the other defenders because he wasn't fluent in English. Mm. And I think like the partnership with Zuma and Thiago Silva really worked out, but until a recent few games, the um, the recent games that didn't really actually work out, but still, I think uh, Silva is a really good upgrade to the team, especially with the experience that he'll be able to coach or give up a lot of techniques or give up a lot of strategies or extreme experience with the younger defenders that the team has currently, Zuma, Christensen, or even Tomori who's on loan right now. And another amazing signing, which is Ben Chilwell, really give the left back a really good upgrade, you know, compared to Marcos Alonso. Mm. Which has gathered a lot of criticism as well and been missing for games. Yeah, and Chihuahua has provided a lot of assists as well, I believe. Probably one of the top assist players as well, if I'm not mistaken. But but yeah, I think Chihuahua has been really promising to to look at considering that his age and if he's in the, in, and if he's going to stay at Chelsea for a long time, I think the Netflix problem won't be a problem at all. Currently, Thiago Silva is on a one-year contract. Do you think Chelsea should extend contract? Yeah, I think I think they should yeah. extend his contract. Probably, you know, if we don't play him in every single week, we still can have him, in, you know, in the dressing room and trying to make his leadership work out, give some experience to the younger team or some advice to the defenders and all that. I think that experience is something that cannot be bought by money. But of course, it all depends on how much salary that he's looking for. If it's something that is um, worth the money, I think that we definitely should extend his contract. Not just because yeah, of his skills, but of course, the leadership that he will be able to, board, to, to bring into the dressing room and get a team going and all that. Yeah, also, let's not forget the fact that Thiago Silva joined Chelsea on a free transfer. So... Yes. You know, Chelsea can afford to, you know, give him a higher salary lah, in that sense. Yeah, true. Yeah. So so uh on, on the other hand, regarding Ben Shiwa, uh, I do not doubt Marcos Alonso's 
attacking uh, attacking ability. I think mm-hmm. his free kicks, his free kicks, and his you know his uh, attacking in the box is very well, very good. Yeah, true. Last season, we, I think he's got a few goals through mm-hmm. free kicks, and you know him running into the box late did score mm-hmm. him a few goals as well. But I think he is a bit of uh, uh, he lacked a bit of defensive discipline when he attacked. Yeah. So I think that's, the, that's, yeah. He seems to be more of a wing back than a full back, to be honest. Um, yeah, he can put in crosses, uh, chip in yeah. a few goals, but I think he needs someone, uh, maybe a third centre back to cover for him at the back. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. So I think that's the reason why that um, he kind of flourished under Conte because of the dif- the system that Conte was using as a three. The three four three. The three four three system. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why, like, I don't think it really suits under Lamps tactics right now if you're playing of 4-4-3-3 or something like that. So I think that's probably one of the reasons that Barcos Alonso didn't perform like how we expected him to be. And there's a lot of rumors going on around him as well. So I think the, the reason for Alonso, I think, is his tactics. Uh, it's not about his ability and probably about some of his work ethics as well. Because I heard like he left the the dressing room at half time for some game when he was sub. So yeah, I don't think he's holding too out too good with Flumps currently. So yeah. yeah I think, I think he's, he's kind of frozen out. Yeah. Mm. All right, we will now move on to the midfield. All right. Yeah, so last season we know the uh Chelsea's midfield wasn't that much of a uh, uh, changes like it's just I remember it's always Kante, uh, Jorginho, Jorginho, uh, and Kovacic. um, Kovacic, Kovacic. and yeah. uh, Mount. Yeah, Mount, Mount, Mount is more of a attacking, attacking midfielder or, or uh, say la. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we have Barkley as well last season. Oh, oh yeah, Barkley as well. Yeah. yeah, but but this season you know with so much. Addition as uh, to be honest uh, on the Premier League website, Pulisic, Pulisic, uh, is also considered as a midfielder, mm-hmm. and Hakim Ziyech also a midfielder. Yep. Yeah. So, what what do you think is Chelsea's you know uh preferred starting eleven or, or or in the sense your preferred starting eleven that you think is the strongest one? That wow. will work well together. Well, this is a really hard question. I feel like. You know, it's so situational and it all really depends on what team you're going against, I feel like. But I think, I think I will like probably Abraham or Giroud as my striker right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I'll keep Zayek on the wings mm-hmm. and I'll have Mount. And I don't know if I want to put Odoi over Pulisic or have, keep Pulisic on the, the starting 11 right now because Although he has Hudson Odoi has been amazing throughout these games as a substitute, you know he's been willing to give the runs and trying to make some contribution to the goal to to the team, and I feel like he's really really promising. So I don't know if I want to have Hudson Odoi on the team right now or Pulisic on the team. But but it seems weird that he's not getting a lot of game time under under Lamps. Yeah, that's true. That's 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 something that we're, I'm trying to figure out as well. You know, especially that um, there are rumors about Bayern Munich interested in yeah. signing him and decided yeah. to stay in Chelsea and fight for his place. 
Yeah. But I think like when Lums start him, starts him or giving him some substitutes appearance, I think he really take out all those opportunities and perform really, really well. Probably even better than Pulisic for some in some certain extent. So it's mm. really promising player and I really like to see him more in the starting lineup. Mm. Yep. And How about Kai Havertz? I think he's he hasn't been scoring goals recently. Um Harvard's so is I don't know what's going on with Harvard's as well. I mean, he's probably one of the biggest talent in Bundesliga mm. back in years. I th- I think probably I think we can play him as a player in FIFA, starting for FIFA 16 or something like that. He has been really, really highly rated, but I just don't know what happened when he transferred to Chelsea. I don't think he's really giving giving out all his best. He's kind of like... Um, um, what's the word? Anonymous in some certain games, and I think it's like he's like in the same shoes with Warner right now. He's like cannot really play well under this tactic or under lumps, which is something I really need to address, especially like the price tag that he he has right now. But I think still, but I think he's promising, and I would really like to give him more time. And we don't want another De Boyne or Salah, that's for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll just keep... We'll hope for the best for Harvard. Yeah, so... so, so right if... he's, not, he's not in shape, that's for sure. He's not in shape. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, just touching on Harvard and uh, Werner as well. Um, I did read, uh, I think, one of the German coaches, probably, uh, I think it was Werner's ex-coach or Harvard's ex-coach, I can't remember, who mentioned that Harvard and Werner can thrive together in a 4-4-2 system with Harvard just off Werner uh, playing very advanced. Um, and they also mentioned that the 4-3-3 system doesn't suit them because uh, Harvard is then played as a winger and is expected to track back to help the fullback to defend. Whereas in a 4-4-2 system, he can solely be played up front and use his skills to find Werner. And apparently Werner plays well in a uh, front two as well, where he can uh, give and go with the other striker. Um, so, yeah, what, what do you guys think about that? So, what you're saying is, again, it's a system problem la, because coming to Chelsea, I think Chelsea play with a sole striker, yeah. number nine, you know, more of a 4 3 3 or 4 2 3 1. Yeah. Such that the guy up top is only, is, is always alone, la, the lone striker. So, I think Werner has had to adapt uh, similar to Aubameyang by being mm. uh, put to the left. It's almost no, identical to the situation Aubameyang found himself in when he joined Arsenal. So, so uh, Albert. Yep. Yeah, yeah, continuing the discussion, so what you're saying is if you play a 4-3-3 system, your front three will be uh, Olivier Giroud and uh, Hakim Ziyech and maybe Kalim Hudson-Odoi and Mason Mount. I think they'll probably um, use Abraham rather than Giroud and bring Giroud as an impactful sub. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes sense as well. That, that makes sense as well because you know Juru has been quite, quite, quite influential coming off the bench. Yes. Yeah. How about your midfield three? Midfield three. Uh, I think currently I'll play Mount. Mm-hmm. Kante. Mm, Kante. Yes. And then probably Kovacic or Jorginho, depending on the team. If we need a more defensive midfielder, well, I think I'll play. Jorginho, if we, more, if we need a more creative midfielder, I think we'll play Kovacic. 
there there was a meme a few seasons ago that uh Rodinho and Kovacic always sub sub for each other. Oh really? I, I, don't, know, I don't know whether you yeah yeah saw that yeah. Uh, I don't. Because they kind of play the same position, right? Yeah, that's true. I think that they have they are completely two different um players with different mindset. One is more defensive and one is more attacking. In my own own opinion, that's yeah. Oh uh, yes, I think last season when uh, they were used together in, on several occasions, Jorginho Kovac, uh, with Kovacic and Kanté just ahead of him, it actually worked pretty well. And Chelsea's uh, midfield was very hardworking. That that midfield three. And uh, Jorginho was able to spray passes everywhere to Abraham and Mount. Yeah. So I think that could work as a midfield three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Jorginho is kind of like um all around midfielder. I feel like I don't know. I think he can play defense quite well as well, and he can really make the ball into the space that he wants as he wants as well. So I think it's kind of a. Uh, Player that we really need in the lineup as well, depending on the situation. Takes good penalties. <laughs> what are your expectations of Chelsea this season? Top four? This season? Don't yeah. get relegated. <laughs> Do you think Lamb should go or should he be given more time? Um, some part of me said that he should go. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But I really okay. want to see like um, Lambs can really get his things going on. But I think time is really round, running out for him, especially that we have uh, the Champions League game coming up very soon. Mm. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to beat uh, Atletico Madrid with the squad that we have right now and the, the morale that we have right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Coming up against Luis Suarez is never easy. Yes. <laughs> Uh, just coming back to, I think it was interesting that you said uh, the target was to avoid relegation because um, uh, just looking at the table, uh, Chelsea, who were labelled early season title contenders, are uh, now just two points ahead of Arsenal, who were labelled relegation candidates early in the season, which also goes to show how unpredictable this season has been. Mm. Yeah, Agreed. that's true. Agree. Yeah. yeah. But I think like... Um, the best expectation that I have for Chelsea right now is to qualify for Europa League. Mm. I think it's a, probably the most realistic thing. Realistic where, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless we can somehow win the Champions League with Flam. Otherwise, I think Europa League's qualification will be enough. Right. So, like finishing maybe fifth or sixth in the in the Premier League table, lah. Yeah, that works as well. That works as yeah, well. Yeah, that would be good. But to be honest, All there's right. so many teams in the mix. It's very, very tight. Uh, the, the, just looking at the table, it looks like uh, Spurs, Everton, West Ham, Aston Villa have all been so strong this season. So it's going to be really tight in there. But we can be easily t- 10, right? If Southampton takes a win. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is probably one of the worst performance for Chelsea at the middle of the season, I believe. I think it's even worse than what Mourinho, when Mourinho was sacked at his last season at Chelsea. Is it or is it not? I'm not too sure. I think Mourinho was worse. I think Mourinho, when he was down, down there at 13 or 14th place. Oh, right. Yeah, 
But yeah, it's All been right. a long history since we're this down there. <laughs> That's for the sure. The other uh, thing is also that uh, the performance under Mourinho was worse. It's just that because this season, how tight this season has been, it looks a lot worse probably than it actually is as well. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. Because, uh, like, for example, in, yeah. the, in the Liverpool case, if Liverpool, if it was Liverpool has, hasn't scored a Premier League goal for four Premier League games in a row, if Tottenham and Everton win their game in hands, they will overtake Liverpool. Yeah. But, but yeah. you know, so, so it, it, it's much worse than it's, it, 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 it would have been like, because, because of how tight it is this season. Yeah, so to be fair to Lampard as well, for example, Chelsea's goal difference is 10 and United is 11. So that's not much different. It's just, I guess, yeah. uh, the goal differences has not come in matches with Chelsea's favour, in favour of Chelsea. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, that just shows um, how some seasons where it's so tight, uh, it can show as if it's a lot worse than it actually is. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but, but the good thing about it being tight is that if Chelsea can string a few victories together, they're... You know, they are in top four again. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah, because but because is it you can possible be sure right that... now. I don't know if it's possible right now. <laughs> because you can be sure that Liverpool, Tottenham, Everton, West Ham, Villa, one of them will drop points in the next three games. But okay. you need two or three of them to drop points, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Any last thing to add on, Albert? I just like feel like I can't imagine what Stamford Bridge will like if. This season's not, you know, impacted by COVID, and how the fans will really react to all the losses that we have we have conceded. You know, will they have a riot or something? Yeah, you know? yeah, that, that's an interesting question. That, I wonder that's if some, that, that's something booing. I really want to look into. Something yeah, would they would they start booing Frank Lampard? Oh, that's something I think that's very yeah. hard to say. Very hard to say. I think. Yeah. You know, they have. The, I believe they have like a super Frank Lampard um flag. Yeah, yeah. Something. At Stamford yeah, Bridge, right? I don't know what would happen. To that. I don't know what would happen to that. Yeah, imagine, imagine, uh, losing three 0 to City at you know, at at, at the Stamford Bridge. Exactly, you know? exactly, and and that was like when Man Man City was uh, MU or Man City was was struggling with COVID, right? Correct. Ah, some, yeah, 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 yeah. City City was struggling with COVID. City. Yes, yes, yes. And then have they've yeah. started not a really good starting lineup and played some very, very young players and we still yes. lost 2-1 or something to that game. Gabriel that Jesus. Game. Yeah, Gabriel Jesus and Carl Walker was out with COVID. Yeah, and, and, and yet, he still won. Uh, I think, I think yeah, Kevin De Bruyne serves out a masterclass in that, in that game. I, for, to, be, to be fair, I think the first 10 minutes Chelsea was, was playing good and then all of a sudden okay. it crashed. I don't know what happened. Uh, and then the Bruyne masterclass. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that, that's a, that's an interesting thing to think about. Like, wow, how would a friend react to Chelsea performing yeah, poorly? Especially with Lampard's status. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Albert. So we have come to the end of this podcast. Of course, Albert. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me as well. Yeah. All right, fellow listeners. If you have any topic that you want us to discuss please do leave us a DM on our Instagram handle that is at Ruven Arjun at R-V-A-N-A-R-J-U-N or at Steven underscore rock underscore on. That is at S-T-E-P-H-E-N underscore R-O-C-K underscore O-N. Once again, this podcast is sponsored by, by Starstruck Bakery and Mr. Boy SG. Thanks a lot for tuning in. 
We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.